Happy Halloween. Happy last day of the Get Up and Go Challenge. Sharon, 30-day free Get Up and Go Challenge. Sharon Hornell-Smear. Wondering how people are going to wear their masks this year for Halloween. Just, just curious. I don't know what got me thinking of that. Probably because I'm thinking, how am I going to get all this information out in, a, in a, a relatively short amount of time for everybody during this challenge? Now, today we're going to do a quick summary. We're going to go through... The 30 days that we, or 31 days that we had for the challenge, what we did on each day, the lesson, and then I want to also cover the tools that we talked about, the 30 plus tools, because those are the things that you can take going forward and make a part of your life. Pick the ones that work for you, just let go of the rest, or put them in the back of your memory banks and your subconscious, where someday down the road, when you, you face a challenge or you face an activity or need to do something and make a choice or a decision, you can say, oh my God, I forgot about that lifeline exercise. I'm going to run through that. That's the perfect thing for me right now. So <clears throat> I'm going to jump right in. I need my magnifying glass because my notebooks and my memory are not so good. Now, what I did differently during this challenge than previous Get Up and Go 30-day challenges, this is the fourth one. And I want to announce we're going to do another one December, December 1st through 31st. And I know people are like, oh, it's the holidays. I can't possibly do a challenge. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, you can. And I will commit right now to figure out some way to make myself with a timer stay under 10 minutes for each of those videos probably because i'm going to be busy in december as well just like everybody else there's so much going on to wrap up the end of the year i want to make sure that it's clear concise short and sweet but really something actionable that can help you to make sure that you're getting up and going in all the areas and aspects of your life so what have we covered in this particular october halloween at day ending oh i've got the end on my chest here <laughs> notice I have to write backwards because I have an Android phone and I therefore cannot flip my background or my screen or the writing I know you can do that on iPhones one of the many advantages to iPhones my kids tell me all the time but it still hasn't gotten me to switch technology I'm old I don't want to switch technology I don't want to go to the Apple product suite not after years of being a Windows person so let's talk about it day one now Yesterday, we talked about Plan, Do, Check, Act, the tool Plan, Do, Check, Act, right? And you might notice that this entire 30-day challenge kind of follows that same framework, Plan, Do, Check, Act. And you know what's interesting? I did not purposefully set out to do that. I've just got it ingrained in my subconscious to the point where everything I do, every problem I face, every challenge, everything, I automatically follow that framework, which also automatically follows the SOAP framework. So... First thing we did, the first, and why I say it is because the first 10 days, it wasn't until day 10 that we actually even introduced the SOAP framework. We didn't even talk about SOAP until day 10. And then day 11, we had a day off because I had an overnight with my granddaughter and I haven't had a day off in the entire year so I just did a quick hey this is your assignment for today we're not gonna have a huge lesson use it as a catch-up day and I don't know about you but whenever I'm doing a challenge I tend to uh, try to keep up but life gets in the way life happens and sometimes I have to really run and race to catch up in challenges I learned that uh, about myself when I started doing other people's challenges uh, the one funnel away challenge is one that I started doing I think I said I was in the beta group in 2018 the first time they did that challenge I was in the beta group for that and I've done it at least a half a dozen times since and I'm thinking I might sign up for the one that starts this coming week because I haven't done it for a while and I like to just keep up to date and review and and what they're doing is it's a recorded challenge so it's the same one now over and over and over again but they've added coaches and things that answer questions and do big Q&A's so actually secretly the most valuable part of that 
program once you've gone through it once is hopping on those coaching calls and listening to the Q&A because it's so powerful. And what you realize, <clears throat> the reason it's so powerful is you realize that people are having the same challenges and questions and concerns that you are as you go through it, as you go through any challenge or make any change or transition in your life. We always think we're all alone, but we never are. There's always hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands or tens of thousands of people experiencing the same exact thing that we are at any given time. We just don't know about it. And I think one of the cool things about the internet and social media is it's it's allowed us to tap into and understand that we're not alone. We aren't We aren't the only ones facing depression. We aren't the only ones struggling financially. We aren't the only ones um, feeling left out or neglected or whatever you happen to be feeling or experiencing. There's always people that you can hook up with that can help you to move on and make progress in that area or any area of your life. So let's talk about the 30-day challenge. What do we cover? What do we summarize? So the whole first 10 days was like planning, right? It was setting the framework, setting the mood, setting the tone for the rest of the challenge so we could fly through the soap framework and give an example for each of the seven areas of our life right remember physical mental emotional spiritual financial relationships and contribution and again one of the tools i like to use is to actually make a symbolic thing that reminds me of things that i can carry around with me i'm one of those people that has rocks and statues and symbols and all kinds of things that that are in my backpack when i'm going for a walk or <clears throat> are in my my purse, if I'm going somewhere, I have symbolic things that remind me just randomly throughout the day of something that I'm working on or something that I want to think about. And so that's a tool that I, I'm not even sure if we talked about that in, in the 30 tools this time, but that's something that I'd like to do. And it reminds me of those seven areas of my life so that I don't neglect anyone like I have done in the past to the point of it can actually kill you. The world will give you messages and send you challenges and uh, experiences to wake you up if you are totally ignoring any area or aspect of your life for too long a time. Now I got away with it for, <clears throat> you know, 20 years, 20 years, I pretty much put myself last and didn't take care of my physical health. And I, I got away with it for, for a long time. But then I got the big dead stop. So I don't recommend that for anyone. So what do we talk about? First day we did a welcome. And I'm trying to decide if I want to flip back and forth from welcome to tool. Maybe I will do that. Uh, so day one, we talked about the purpose, the expectations, what the what the challenge was going to look like, uh, and how to how to participate and be involved. And we talked. The tool we talked about was the power of questions. Day two, W I I F U. What's in it for you? Everybody's favorite radio station. We don't do anything unless. There's a reason or a purpose, or we think we're going to get some benefit or we're going to solve a problem by doing it. So what is your reason? What's your motivation? And our tool was your set point, your thermostat. Where are you at right now? We are and have a set point right now for every area and aspect of our life. <clears throat> if you don't believe me, check into your own life and, and, and ask yourself questions. Look at the results you're getting in a certain area or aspect of your life, and you will clearly see your set point. We all have a physical set point. What's your weight at? It, and, and most of us, our weight will teeter around whatever we'll allow or tolerate for ourselves. It works for our physical well-being. It works for our emotional well-being. How much will you tolerate of how other people treat you? What are your boundaries? It works for our financial well-being. If you don't believe me, look at your bank account. Go back over your history and look at what your bank account is at. Now, I found, I didn't believe this, and I looked at 
my life. I looked at my corporate career. I looked at my businesses. I looked at the amount of income I would allow myself to make in each different business. And I saw this step stair, which was going up, which was always good, in my personal set point in terms of what would I allow financially? What would I, what did I think I deserve to make financially? And, and that would be a stopping point until I reset and said, oh no, I can make $10,000 more than that a month. And then it, I would step it up every time. You know, first it started out, you know, I can make 5,000 more a month. Then it can be 10,000, whatever works for you. So we talked about our set point. Then on day three, we talked about what do you want? What do you really, really want? So many of us, and I come back to this every challenge, obviously, and even my short challenges, um, what do you want? Because until you know what you want and what you're working toward and what, and what you're moving your life toward in any area of your life, you won't, you won't go there. You'll stay stuck. And, and that's where we get procrastination and doubt and worry and fear playing on us and keeping us stuck in one place is when we, we don't clearly admit and commit to what do we want? So our tool for that was infinite possibilities, no limit possibility thinking. Day four was the seven key areas of life. And we uh, actually ranked those in our priority order. What's most important to you? Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relationship, or contribution. Knowing that, that changes over time. Um, relationships, when I was raising my kids and married and they were little and young and counting on me, that was much higher up in the, my priority order than um, other things. Financial has always been a, a high priority for me, even over my physical well-being, which was turned out to be a mistake, but we don't know. But it changes over time, the order that we rank these seven areas of our life in. So our tool for that was prioritization. We talked about prioritization as a tool and knowing what is and isn't most important to you at any given time. Day seven we actually talked about the seven areas of our life and how how you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 in terms of how you're doing from where you are now to the ultimate end point where you wanna be. Now, I personally wanna be a 10 in all those areas, not anywhere near that, right? But I'm closer in some areas and aspects of my life than I am in others. So our tool for day five was rate each of those on one to 10. So it was about setting up our own subjective rating system, but taking something that's totally subjective and different for each and every one of us and trying to apply a more objective number to it. Day six is one of my favorite days. It's the seven whys. And early this year from Dean Graciosi, I learned this. Now I've learned and known about the, the asking yourself a series of why questions. At first, I think it was three, then it was five, and now it's seven. Ask yourself seven layers deep because that really gets down to the heart of the emotion that is driving you or the belief, the limiting belief or false belief or reason that you really, really want something. I discovered the first time I did that, that I didn't want to feel stupid because I, and, and that worked its way through my entire life. And then another time I did it and I was realizing that I didn't want to feel like I wasn't good enough. I wanted to feel like I was always good enough. So I wanted to be smart and I wanted to be good enough. Um, and the seven wise will take us through, you know, the first four or five are pretty much the same for everybody, right? We want to make money. We want to help people. We want to do whatever. But when we get down to the really deep, the motivating factor, the thing that really drives us ends up being um, in that. And so the exercise and the tool is the seven wise. We went through that in detail. And there's lots of examples of that throughout the previous challenges. So you can look those up if you want and need more examples of how to do that. 
Um, day seven, we talked about core values, your core values. And that was also our tool. Um, you have to know, again, and part of the reason we do the seven whys first is that helps you get at and uncover what your core values really are. Uh, I would say that I've always known one of my core values is love. Um, and one of my core values is being myself. And for a lot of years, I didn't show up as who I really was because I didn't think people would like me. I didn't think they would um, accept me for who I really was. So only a little tiny piece of me ever showed up in corporate America, right? Um, I think people that see me doing these videos now would be like, oh my God, because they would be like, that is totally not who I thought she was in corporate America. Totally different aspects of my personality that and my being that I would let come out. Um, so our core values, what's really important to us. Day eight, we talked about change reaction, knowing what you currently do step by step. What is your current process for dealing with challenges and changes and things that happen in your life? And we, uh, we looked into things. We investigated, we were curious, we inquired, and um, I can't read what I said. Cool is something. Um, so study yourself. Oh, your own. You are the best science experiment that you will ever encounter. Use yourself as a science experiment and learn more about yourself. Be super curious about you and what works for you and what makes you tick because you are different than me and everybody else on the planet. You what what works exactly for you, the process that works exactly for you is different than each and every one of us. However, day nine, we started talking about um and our tool was flip switch, the change that you have the ability to change your reaction. You can change how you respond. And the question was, what could you do in, in place of, here's what your current process is. My current process of change um, a long time ago, and I still slip into it in a high stress situation sometimes, was to procrastinate, to find things to uh, dull my brain and, and just ignore what was going on and to avoid um, dealing with a challenge or a change or a situation. I did that a long time in my marriage. I I worked myself and for me, my my medication was overwork, right? It was working all the time because if I was working all the time, I was too busy to have to deal with the situation that was going on in my personal life with respect to my primary relationship. So that's not the, the healthiest change reaction possible, right? So over time, I developed and, and found the SOAP framework and I realized that I could impact and change the way I responded and reacted to things. I've been involved in process management and processes for decades in corporate America and on my own and writing processes, wrote a book on how to, how to write processes, the change process and things. And I'm like, I've been doing this all my life. Why am I not applying it, you know, in my business life and in, in business and finances? Why am I not applying this to the other areas and aspects of my life? And when COVID hit, I thought, okay, how can I, make sure that I am handling and dealing with this whole crisis and this whole pandemic the best way possible for me. And if I'm going to figure it out for myself, why wouldn't I bring people along with me on that journey? And I think it was probably the first, I had done a short version of the get up and go challenge. And then I, I decided, no, it needs to be more than, than a five or 10 day challenge. What can we do? And then how can we apply this to all the areas and aspects of our life so that we really get a clear understanding of this SOAP framework. And I realized that the SOAP framework is one of those frameworks I've been running for ages and ages and ages. I just never had a name for it or, or a thing to call it. So we talked about the SOAP framework on day 10. It said, we said, let's get some SOAP. And that's where I ran through an over 
writing picture of what is the SOAP framework and how does that, and how are we going to use it and apply it. Then 11 day, day 11, I took a free day. I took a catch up day. And our tool that day was to be present, catch up, uh, in, oh, looking at the wrong one, relax and then celebrate how far we've come and just do a catch up day. Cause every once in a while we need a breather day. We need a time off. Now, every day I, I actually take a, a portion of my day that's scheduled to go for a walk. And that's my breather, my time out, my planning, my reflection, my meditation time where I every day take that. But a lot of people don't have the freedom of doing that every day. So sometimes even I need, and we all need a, a catch up day, a day where we reflect on what's the journey been so far and what's good about it. What can we take with us? And we want to keep doing moving forward. Or what are some things that I could do to make my journey or my experience better? One of the biggest things I found for myself personally is I need to schedule stuff. I need to actually set up blocks of time for certain activities every day or every 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 week, depending on what it is, for planning, for meditating, for gratitude. I need to have those built into my life so that I make sure that those important things that are important for my foundation, which SOAP is just about strengthening our foundation, right? The foundation of who we really are. I have to have habits set up and routines and things set up that I do automatically, but I also have to schedule them so that the bigger things, the things that take more time and energy, I am not feeling like I'm stealing time from something else or someone else or uh, to, to make those things happen in my life. So that's the first third <coughs> of the challenge was all about our foundation, right? Setting up the plan part of the whole process or the whole framework. So then on day 12, we hop into, we picked, I think on day uh, 11, I also had, let me look at the assignment for day 11. It was a catch-up day. And then we picked what area was going to be our primary area. What was the first one that we wanted to look at the SOAP framework, applying the SOAP framework every day in detail? What was the first area we wanted to work on? And I picked physical and I believe, okay, I picked physical because I have gained weight literally during COVID-19. I have not, I don't have a scale. Um, the scales nowadays are electronic and supposedly with my cardiac, my uh, ICD, I'm not supposed to have electronic and magnetic things roll up and down my body. Now I think, I think that's probably they're being overly cautious because um, my, my ICD does not pace. It's just there as a backup. It's my daughter calls it my iron man. It's there as a backup in case something were to happen. It'll jumpstart my heart electrically. So I could probably stand on those, but I don't have a scale. So I picked a favorite pair of jeans and I try them on once a, a week because if I tried them on more often than that, I would be uh, sad and I would be demotivated to keep moving toward my goal. But that is my goal of fitting into those jeans again because I could fit into them before COVID. So I want to make sure I can fit into them uh, very soon, like maybe by the end of the year for sure. So I picked weight loss, a physical thing for my um, running through the soap framework. And so days 12, 13, 14, and 15, we did the S, the O, the A, and the P, the story. What is our present story? What is the situation? What are we telling ourselves right now? And the key thing here is uh, to be brutally honest with ourselves, right? Um, I actually shared the, w, the who, what, where, when, why, and how framework that I learned in journalism when I was in high school and how that framework, just like the plan, do, check, act framework, just like the SOAP framework, are frameworks and things that I go to all the time now, you know, 45 plus, actually 47, 48, might be longer than that. Years later, I still go back to those tools 
and use those. And that's not right. I'm not that many years out of high school. Anyway, doesn't matter. So uh, applying the soul framework to my physical well-being. And we walk through the story, the situation we're telling ourselves, the options, the physical options for physical. And on that, we brainstormed and we talked about brainstorming, which is, again, one of my all-time favorite tools. I've been brainstorming since before I knew what brainstorming was. And that's, it's just one of those tools that it makes us look at more than the one or two obvious solutions. It lets us open our mind and get our creative juices flowing because we are all incredibly creative beings. And if we let ourselves, we can, we can always come up with better solutions than what we're initially thinking of, which has been really powerful in getting me out of procrastination. So day 14 was action with respect to the physical um, part of us. And we use the tool to filter and analyze the items that we came up with. The list of, I think I said, you got to come up with at least 10 and three and narrow it down to one. So you come up with 10 options, you share three, and then you narrow it down to one. I do that every time I go through the SOAP framework. That way I get myself out of that black and white thinking. It's got to be A or B. It's this or it's the end of the world. I either do this or I'm going to starve. And, and I tend to do a lot of that absolute thinking naturally. Don't know where I got it, but I still do that. My kids remind me that do this or you're going to die. I guess I was one of those moms that was always warning my kids about crazy things. So important, urgent resources and effort or energy required. We analyzed our top three or 10 or how many other options you have. And we went through a grid and we, we graded them all. I like taking subjective or yeah, subjective things, things that anybody would have a different opinion on and adding an objective number to them because it, it allows me to let my rational brain think that I'm making decisions and choices based on uh, thinking and, and, and intelligence and things versus just on emotion. Even though we all decide with emotion, then we justify with uh, actually facts and figures and things. Then in progress, as we went through progress, which is the P in SOAP for our physical well-being, we shared the lifeline exercise, which again is one of my favorite exercises, and I like to apply it. I've got a lifeline exercise here somewhere, which is terrible. It's a terrible example, but it just goes to show you, it can be quick and dirty and ugly as heck and still be an effective tool that helps you in some way, shape, or form to have more aha and insight into you and what makes you tick. So then... Day 16, we talked about what's next. What's the next area of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial relationships and contribution that we want to look at and pick? And what I do when I use the SOAP framework, when I'm doing a 30-day challenge like this, I like to pick, uh, we rated our, remember we rated on 1 to 10 on day 5, how we feel about each of those areas right now. It's always a snapshot of right now. It's like a picture or a snapshot. It's just an instant picture of what and how you're feeling right now. And of course, it changes all the time. How we look and what we look like every day changes all the time. Some pictures are good of us. Some pictures are bad of us. All subjectively determined by us, right? So we want to pick, and, and why I said it is I pick based on the area that I rate myself the lowest in, usually. So if I were to go back and check my homework book, I want to not lose my page, and see how did I, what ones did I rate lowest in the beginning. I rated physical financial and relationships lowest. So that's why I picked physical first. And I believe personally that physical, <clears throat> after my own personal health experiences and challenges, if we don't take of our take care of ourselves, our physical body, I mean, get sleep, energy, water, hydration, food, um, 
we will get diseases, we'll get sick, we'll get things that will stop us in our tracks. And nothing shuts every other area and aspect of our life down faster than a physical diagnosis or a physical challenge. So I usually pick the areas where I rate myself the lowest. Nobody else is rating me. I mean, if you were to probably stack me up against every other 60-year-old woman my height, my age, and compare me, I don't know that I would be, what did I rate myself? I don't remember, five or, or something physically. Would I be average? Probably not. Pro I don't know. I don't know which side of that I would be on if you actually compared me to other women. But I'm not comparing myself to other women. I'm only comparing myself to myself. So first time through, I did physical. Second time through, I did financial. Because almost all of us, especially this year during COVID-19, have had some kind of a hit, either positive or negative, mostly negative, few Lots of people I've talked to as well is positive now, but initially it was shock and, and not good awe when COVID and the shutdowns and everything first happened to most business owners that I know, to most people that have a business. And so financially, uh, I shared the example financially of I my current situation under S, which would have been on the 17th, and our tool was, see what our tool was, the 16th. The 16th, our tool was what's next and asking ourselves the question, What's next? So often we're worried about, I see this in myself and in other people all the time, where we're so worried about the, how are we going to get to the end result? All of the steps that we forget, we only need to take the very next step. Because as soon as we lean forward, lean into and step into that step and start taking action toward it, all of the other steps we need to do fall into place. Sometimes we'll take a step and we'll realize that wasn't the step we needed to do next. I didn't need to hire an accountant next. I needed to define my process of what I'm doing for accounting before I hired an accountant. So there's things like that that can happen. Oh, that was an interesting example. Uh, and then, so what next? And then S, our S, um, story about our current and future situation with respect to finances. And this is a hard one for us to be honest with ourselves about, right? And depending on who you are, it's hard to be honest with ourselves about a lot of different areas and aspects of our life. But the trick is to just actually step back as if you are looking at your life from the outside and really look at the results that you're getting in any area or aspect of your life. That's how, how we can better see what's really going on. Because so often we're so busy in our day-to-day -day lives, we don't actually see what's going on with us, either inside or outside of us. Um, totally lost what track. Okay, so finance, physical, financial, day 17, what's next? S was change and create the story, create your own story. We have the ability, it's amazing, human beings are the only creatures on the planet. They have the ability to actually choose to change our story. We can look back at experiences we've had in the past and we can reframe and reimagine them and take away a lot of the emotional charge and things that have happened with those stories. So... And whatever our current story is right now, it doesn't matter because we have the ability to create the story and the life and the situation that we want in every area and aspect of our life. Um, if you don't believe me, look back and just compare yourself to who and where you are now versus who and where you were 10 years ago, for example. Jeez, 10 years ago, I was in, in cardiac rehab. I'd had a sudden cardiac arrest and dropped dead. And I was in cardiac rehab with like, 85 and 90 year old people so I was 30 years or more younger than them and I was in this cardiac rehab program with them because of the choices and the things that I had made up to that point and I needed to learn about those things so change and create the story you want was our tool 
Day 18, the O of financial. Our tool was, what else is possible? What could be possible? That's a great question to ask ourselves whenever we are thinking about the options and the things that we could possibly do in order to affect a change or a challenge or an experience that we have encountered. The A for financial, I use the plus and minus decision-making tool, which is actually one of my favorite tools on the planet because anybody can do it. You can do it in your head. You can do it on paper. You can do it anywhere, anytime, any place. All you do is you, I'm not going to go into the tool, but it's a plus and minus tool. Day 20 was our P for financial. And we talked about measurement and that measurement matters. We have to find a way for at least ourselves to measure and know if we're making progress or not. So Physically, I was going to try on a pair of jeans. Most people would just step on a scale. Either they're moving toward their goal weight or they're moving away from their goal weight. Uh, I don't have a scale, so I'm like, well, what is something? What can I do with what I've got right now? Well, I've got jeans that I can't fit into, so I can just pick a pair of jeans and I can use that as my measure as to whether I'm going toward or away from what I want. If I can't zip them, I'm moving away from what I want. If I can zip them halfway, I'm moving toward what I want. Next, we talked about... Now what? So the next question, day 21, was now what? Because we we're going to pick, of course, another area of the seven areas of our life to run through the SOAP framework for. Why? Why am I going through the SOAP framework with different areas and aspects of my life as an example and talking through that and adding tools for the challenge? Because the more examples, the more we're exposed to a framework, the more we see how it could possibly work or how other people have used it, the easier it is for us to put ourselves in that position and say, okay, well, I see how she applied this. I, heck, if a freaking person with cat ears and a, and a pumpkin bib can do this, I can certainly do this too. So we picked another area. Now, what was our tool? And we actually uh, looked at our primary question and our personal question. Now, this is a, a really powerful tool. Um, all of us, whether we know it or not, or are consciously aware of it or not, have a primary question that our subconscious asks us thousands of times a day, at least hundreds of times a day, but over and over and over again. Mine used to be WTF. WTF is not an empowering, good primary question, but for probably at least a decade, if not more, leading up to my sudden cardiac arrest, that was my freaking primary question. And so as part of my recovery from that event, I realized I needed to, to create and choose another primary question so I could change what I was creating in my life and change my story. It's part of uh, after that recovery was where I realized, oh my God, I can change my story anytime I want. So why don't I write the story I want to? So talked about primary question and selected the area of relationships. Now, in the S on day 22 of relationships, the story I'm telling myself and this is what I really want to have happen, I picked the area of relationships about romantic relationships. Why? Because it's an area I have uh, totally ignored since prior, since my divorce, right? Since my divorce, totally ignored this area and aspect of my life. So it's a really hard one for me personally. And I think if I share the ones that are hard for me personally and kind of embarrassing, because to me it's kind of embarrassing, then you realize that I'm just, you know, I'm just a human being too. We're all just human beings doing the best we can with what we've got right now to work our life through this, this lifetime and this experience. So I picked relationships. 
which is, you know, a hard one for me. And so with the S of relationships, day 22, we talked about imaginary friend. Now, I actually had an imaginary friend, and I actually created my imaginary friend to keep my sisters out of my bedroom. We moved into a house out in the country when I was eight, and we, we switched bedrooms around for a while. I shared a bedroom with my sister for a while. Huge bedrooms in this house. And so when we were younger, it was kind of scary to have your own room. But as I got a little older, I wanted my own bedroom. So I picked a bedroom, fixed it up, picked really girly wallpaper, which surprised everyone because I was such a tomboy. Fixed it up and that was my room. But my sisters, whenever there was a storm or anything, they would all pile into my room. I had a little twin bed, but they would all pile into my twin bed. So there'd be four of us sleeping in my room if there was ever a storm. And as we got older and got to be teenagers, I was like, I want some privacy. I want some space. So I made up that I had this imaginary friend in my closet. And it was a ghost, of course, because we lived in this old country house. So it was easy to convince my sisters that there were ghosts in the house. Because <laughs> it was always had rattling and banging. We had radiator heat, if you know what that is. So it means we had hot water heat that ran through these radiators that heated the house. So they were always clanging and banging and making noises. So it was easy to convince my sisters that, that there was a ghost in the house. Um, so we talked about how you can use an imaginary friend to help you with your story, with respect to how you can bounce ideas and talk to your imaginary friend to, uh, and you don't have to really share it with a, a real person that's going to judge or have comments or opinions and wants to solve your problem for you. You can actually, you're, you're talking to yourself, but another version of someone that you make up that would be the ideal person for you to talk to. Uh, in the O on day 23 of relationships, we use the tool of visualization and the imagination station. Again, imagination sensation, another tool where you have a, a perfect place, either real or imagined, that you go to and you can just come up with ideas and different possibilities and open up your mind to the different ways that, that things could resolve themselves or improve. And then on the A for relationships, we did five, four, three, two, one blast off, which is something that I got from Mel Robbins. And I don't know that I got it from her. I actually learned to do it a long time ago. And I have another tool here, but I totally cannot read what it was. Oh, head, heart, and intuition technique. So to how to pick among alternatives using your head, your heart, and your gut, your intuition. Anytime I've ever made a choice and I totally ignored my intuition, everything looked good on paper. My head said, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, my heart said, oh, it's the right thing to do. But my gut said, there's something off. My intuition said, all of this looks so good, but there's something that I'm missing. There's something off and I ignored that and made it the choice to go with just my heart and my gut, or my heart, heart and my head, something really bad happened. So I've learned that that's a really good filter, believe it or not, our head, our heart, and our intuition. And we shouldn't ignore any of them. If any one of them feels off or that something isn't right for us, we shouldn't do it, at least in my experience. Then for the P in relationships, the progress, how am I gonna know I'm making progress? We talked about routines and processes and systems things that we can put in place to make sure that we are making progress in the right direction. Uh, day 26, 27, 28, and 29, I wanted to make sure that we hit all seven areas and aspects of the things that are important in our life. So we went through the entire SOAP framework for each of those days, and I, I used a quick example of emotion, mental, spiritual, and contribution. And so for emotional, our tool was prior that's not right oh putting our ducks in a row so prioritizing um, the different actions that we could possibly take was the tool that I picked and what I did is on this day day 
which um, on emotional when we went through the emotional soap I tried to cover four tools and do four tools one for the S one for the O one for the A one for the P because I have pages and pages of different tools and things and systems that I've used over my life and my career that have been really really helpful and effective to me so I thought oh I can just really knock a ton of them out but it ended up taking too long it was like a 17 minute video or something and I'm like nope that's not gonna work we have to pick one tool so I covered four tools that day and I did not write them all down let me see day 26 I can't even read my writing oh because I'm looking at the wrong side oh I covered rampage of desire who does that belong to emotional guidance system cancel stop erase and then affirmations way too many so the next day when we got to mental the mental soap SOAP for our, our mental our thinking our mindset I just picked one tool because it was like way overkill way too much actually I picked two because I couldn't break it down to one but we did gratitude and affirmation because I wanted to make sure that I, I didn't go into affirmations very clearly the day before so I wanted to make sure I hit that because affirmations I used to I used to collect affirmations and read affirmations back when I was still in corporate America because that's how powerful I thought that they were but I realized that they're more powerful when you make them into affirmations which is something I'll talk about during November the affirmations and how they take affirmations and put them on steroids uh, day 28 was the uh, spiritual aspect of our being and our our human beingness and I the tool for that was meditation day 29 was uh, contribution what are we how are we showing up how are we showing up in the world what impact are we having on people and things and outside of ourselves right everything so far has been pretty much introspective of course they've got physical components and out exterior components but a lot of them come from within our emotions our mental well-being our spiritual well-being comes from within us it all comes from within but um, our contribution is is what impact ours is who we are in our beingness having on other people and our tool for that was your personal and I, I threw four in this although they're all similar to the same topic your personal mantra your personal motto your personal battle cry what you really stand for or your personal code of conduct all of those code of conduct is a little bit bigger topic because it's a lot of things more than what just one thing you stand for if you had to boil everything down to what's your motto what's the one thing you stand for that it took me quite a while to come up with that but once I did I realized I'd been living it my whole life I hadn't just been letting it come through though and shine through um, so our mantra and then day 30 we talked about the biggest lessons learned yesterday we covered and I think I shared like 10 there's always more lessons learned every time I do this get up and go challenge I learn as much as anyone else probably way more than everybody else that participates in the challenge because I do it right along with you which is really powerful for me from a personal development continuous improvement perspective but also for sharing with others and yesterday we talked about plan to check act today our tool which we have not talked about yet this is that was a quick rundown of the days and the tools is goals and goal setting now there's smart goals and probably anybody who's ever looked into goals or set goals has heard smart goals um, specific measurable uh, attainable realistic and time-based is smart goals smart goals with you are um, absolutely positively it takes the attainable and it blows that up and it says universally what 
could be possible. So instead of focusing on, oh yeah, this is realistic, I can make $1,000 this month, and that's your goal, you say, if the sky were the limit, if anything were possible, what would my goal be? What do I want? My, I want it to be unrealistic. So the U stands for unrealistic. So achievable versus unrealistic. I am always going to go for the unrealistic pie in the sky goal because guess what? Even if I don't hit it, I'm going to be a lot closer and light years beyond what I set as my attainable smart goal because we always as human beings underestimate ourselves and what we're capable of in the long term. Short term, we over it. We tend to overestimate what we can do. And long term, we tend to underestimate what we are capable and possible of doing. So goal setting is our tool for today. Our challenge for today, our action item for today is overall share what happened for you during the get up and go challenge if anything maybe nothing maybe hey i think this soap framework is ridiculous it didn't do anything for me why are you bothering to talk about it whatever it is share your overriding feeling and rating of the whole process and then i want i want to pop on tomorrow but i'm not going to i want to uh, remind you that what we do at the end of every challenge whenever we do a challenge remember on day now, what day did we rate our seven areas of our life? On day five, I believe, we gave a rating, one to ten, on each of these areas and aspects of our life. And I might have done it, I might have actually done it, where's my homework book? Yesterday. I don't know where my homework book is. Da, da, da. Doesn't matter. Um, but I want you to take some time today to think about physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relationships, and contribution. And... Don't go back and look at what you rated them. I don't want to know what I rated them. Actually, I just did this right now before I started talking. I rated each of those areas of my life, of how I feel about it right now. What's interesting, and then I did go back, which is why I don't know where I put my book. Uh, I did go back and I looked at and compared it to my April numbers. And what's interesting, oh, there it is, it's behind that, um, is I actually rated myself lower on mental and emotional actually two two numbers lower on mental and emotional than i did in april so that tells me i'm not moving in the direction i want to now maybe that's just how i'm feeling about it today right maybe it's just today that i'm feeling that way um, but i want to look at that and ask myself well why why am i feeling that way so this was my day five rating and now i just looked at it and i want to Where's my day 31? Well, I know I did it in here somewhere. I just did it. I know I did it on the wrong day, though. Okay, so want to rate those 1 through 10. How do you feel about it? And don't go back and look until after you do it. Just how do I feel right now today, October 31st? Rate those. And then, then go back and look at, well, where was I? on October 5th, October 5th to October 31st. It's not quite 30 days, but you get the idea because we had to work into rating. And, and just see what the difference is, what the changes are. And then what I did after I did that, I reviewed and, and in each area and aspect of my life, I said, what is the one thing that I'm gonna carry forward or continue to do? Or if you didn't, if maybe you went through the whole all seven days using a physical example and you just dug into all the physical aspects of your life. Maybe you dug into financial or emotional or whatever. 
however you use the challenge to, to actually really ingrain the soap framework in you, it doesn't matter. But what I did is I did each one of them. So I said, okay, well, what is, here's my summary of the things I'm committed to doing to continue to make sure I have progress moving forward. And I'll just share my personal list with you in hopes that it will be helpful. So physically, I um, am going to exercise once every day. I have to I have to do something for an hour every day. Usually it's going to be go for a walk because that works for me. But I'm also going to look into um, my diet, my supplements, and then maybe investigate keto because we were watching a documentary that said keto is really good for old people. So I'm going to look into that and see if it helps with inflammation and things. Mental, I'm going to take one limiting belief a week, at least one a week, and let it go. And use some of my tools and my letting go strategies. Emotionally, once a week, I'm going to run the SOAP framework on an emotion. I'm going to notice and, and look back on the week and say, okay, well, what emotion did I feel a lot this week that I, I want to change or I want to get rid of? Maybe I'm super frustrated or I feel rushed or overwhelmed or I'm afraid of something. Maybe next week I'm going to be afraid because we got this goofy election coming up. And so then I want to run the SOAP framework on fear. But once a week, I'm going to pick an emotion. I'm going to run the, through the SOAP framework consciously on purpose and probably write it in this little uh, get up and go notebook to keep track of it. And then S, what am I going to do spiritually? I already committed during that that I'm going to meditate 15 minutes a day, same time, same place, every day for 15 minutes a day, and then see how that makes me feel. And if I love doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, financially, I committed that I am going to create a challenge mastermind to cover a $3,000 a month expense that I want to incur. Um, relationships, I committed to doing one activity a week, one thing outside of my normal routine a week and maybe i'll find something that i like maybe i'll find a club or an organization or something that i want to join and it meets weekly and that's my one thing a week but i'm i'm committed to looking until i find something like that that i want to do more often and then contribution wise i'm going to continue to give value every day and to reduce the clutter and stuff in my life that that isn't really serving me anymore um so that's it. That's I like to at the end of each challenge say, okay, so what did I learn and what am I going to take with me moving forward from this challenge? That's it. Day 31 of our challenge. I'd love to have a Q&A if people are interested in that. Hit me up in the comments below and we will schedule that probably for next week. Uh, maybe Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday because everybody's going to be all Twitter-pated and, and upset over the election. Maybe we will do our Q&A on Tuesday. Let's plan on that. Tuesday, 11 a.m. Just, just made that decision. All right. See you Tuesday, 11 a.m. Go out make an an awesome Halloween and an awesome day. If you have any questions whatsoever about the SOAP framework, if you've got an area or an aspect or a problem or a challenge or an experience that you are struggling with applying it to, just hit me up in the comments below and we will make time to walk through the SOAP framework for you on that specific example. I don't, I don't think I've ever offered that before, but I'm going to offer it right now because I want to make sure that you totally can use this framework on a subconscious level whenever you need to and whenever you want to. Have an awesome, happy day, and I will not be with you tomorrow. Bye. But I'll see you Tuesday for Q&A.